Free speech is under attack in America. The government doesn't care about your safety. They just don't want you to escape the matrix. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. Wake up, people! Per usual, the mainstream media exists to serve one purpose, and that is to protect the political elite. And we should not be acquiescing to these people. Americans are historically illiterate, and it is a major problem. There's no such thing as free speech absolutism because free speech is, in and of itself, an absolute concept. Right here, back on LFA TV for another episode of Wrong Think. Have a great day, guys. And welcome to Wrong Think, everyone. I'm Anna Perez. Thank you so much for being here. Did you know that John Fetterman is one of the most stylish people in America, the top 93 to be exact, which is an odd number to choose, uh, but that is exactly what the, the New York Times has declared him. He is apparently, according to the left, which is, of course, the New York Times is their Bible, uh, the, the New York Times has said he is now the most stylish man. So if you ever need some fashion tips, you know who to look up to. If you ever decide that you want to base your entire life around wearing hoodies all day and, and not being able to finish your sentences or not be able to say coherent sentences, then please look to John Fetterman. He is a style icon, uh, according to the New York Times, according to the left. Uh, when I saw that, I found it absolutely hilarious for starters, but it indicates a much bigger issue in society at large, as it always does, as things always happen. I mean, Democrats in general get to be propped up by the by pop culture, the media. They love propping up Democrats. You'll never see a conservative, and I'll get into all of that in a moment, because of course Melania Trump, an actual supermodel, was continuously ignored by the press, by the media, by designers, time and time again, uh, simply because she was Donald Trump's wife. Uh, but before I get into all of that, guys, I want to go ahead and ask you to please rumble this show if you haven't already. It's super easy to do. It's free. You just click the plus button or the thumbs up button, or the, I think it's a boxing glove, not a thumbs up. I always say thumbs up. But that's, uh, I think, on the app and then on the actual website, it's the plus button. So please do that now. If you haven't already yet, we'd really appreciate that. That's how we're going to continue to climb the rumble leaderboard. I'm once again climbing the, the leaderboard, so I'm happy about that. For a while, I was stuck in the 40s, but I made it into the 30s again. So please, guys, help me move up from there uh, after that because, you know, we just want to keep growing. We want to keep giving you guys more content. 2023, like I always say, is going to be a big year, a huge year. For LFA TV, we're going to be going to CPAC, we're going to be doing uh, covering events, rallies, you name it. We're going to add more hosts. So I'm super excited personally, and I, I you know, would really appreciate it if you guys helped us grow uh, and do everything that we want to do, everything that we want to accomplish. Um, you guys will be there with us, so we really appreciate your viewership and your support. All right, guys. So as I said, John Fetterman, uh, one of the most stylish people in the country, which was hilarious to see um to go ahead and show yeah, right. you now it wasn't just fetterman actually it was uh john fetterman and ayanna presley congresswoman ayanna presley um, a new york times list of most stylish people but it wasn't just ayanna presley and fetterman no no no. they went further than that to um encompass a lot of the their far left ilk this was very interesting take a look Senator-elect John Fetterman, Democrat PA, and Representative Ayanna Presley, Democrat Massachusetts, were included in the New York Times list of the 93 most stylish people of the year. The diverse, yeah, right, diverse, they're all Democrats, list for 2022's most fashionable includes a typical host of celebrities from Kim Kardashian to Beyonce to Harry Styles, 
but also some light, less likely candidates. Other stylish figures who made it to the list include newly appointed Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, that, there you go guys, known for her statement necklaces, a New York mayor, Eric Adams, uh, selected for his impeccably tailored suits and referred to as the party mayor. Now. I actually happen to think Mayor Adams does dress well, but he is the only person on that list that does dress well, because if you guys know anything, if you guys know exactly what I, exactly who I'm talking about here, uh, which I'm sure you do, because you guys are well informed about the news, you're probably laughing right now. You're probably cracking up, because as you all know, those people are not exactly the most fashionable. And even if they were somewhat fashionable, they're certainly not in the top 93 people in the country. All right, so that is laughable. But in case you don't know what these people look like, I went ahead and made this little uh, collage for you. So uh, now we're gonna go through this and, and take a look at some of them. So we have John Fetterman, which is of course the star of the show, wearing his classic hoodie look. Uh, not even something that I would see, I would probably wear to the gym. So that's kind of funny. Um, and let me just go ahead guys and say, disclaimer here, I'm not a fashion expert myself. I just, you know, I, I would consider myself more of a classic dresser, but uh, I, you know, I have eyes and I know for a fact that none of these people in a sane society would have made it in the top 93 most stylish in the country. But I digress. I'm going to go on now. Uh, Ayanna Presley, right below him. Now, that's not a horrible outfit. She's, it's a long dress, by the way, uh, that top, as you can see. But it definitely is frumpy for someone who isn't 90 years old. I probably wouldn't wear that. I understand she's in a congressional hearing, so I guess dressed professionally. At least she's dressed appropriately. Like, the thing about John Fetterman is he wears this stupid hoodie, and it's like, you know the saying, dress for the job you want, not the job you have? Well, John Fetterman, I know you're unemployed, or at least you have a stupid government job, but uh, if you want to be governor of a state, you should probably start dressing like it, right? Or senator, not governor, sorry. Uh, senator of a state, you should probably start dressing like it. But of course, no, he, he opts for a, a hoodie on a daily basis, which isn't even something I would wear just lounging around my apartment. Um, but again, uh, I'm going to go on. So there's Ayanna Presley, as I mentioned, wearing her weird kindergarten teacher look. Um, Nothing against kindergarten teachers. At least what she's wearing is appropriate, as I mentioned, but it's just a little frumpy. Probably wouldn't wear that. Then to my favorite of all, Katanji Brown Jackson. Uh, I don't know what she's wearing, but it looks like she went to her local Indian tribe and asked them to you know, make her something very colorful, and they just took a rug and some scraps laying around their teepee and uh, sewed it together, or maybe glued it together. I'm not really sure how they would have done that. But uh, that's Katanji Brown. That's, that's, that's one of the top 93 uh, most stylish people in America, guys. That's Katanji Brown Jackson right there. Um, either that or it looks like a rug. It looks like she went into like an antique store and had them kind of like weave together a bunch of rugs. So, uh, yep. And then now I'm going to move on to Mayor Adams, which, like I said, you know, I actually feel kind of bad roping him in with the rest of this crowd because out of all of them, he's actually one of the more stylish ones. Like, I actually think he dresses well. His suit is, looks very nice. He wears nice suits, okay? Uh, but that's not really that impressive. Like, any man who lives in a city dresses similar to that. So, I mean, I certainly wouldn't rope him in with the top 93 people in the country that are most stylish. So, um, but he's not the worst. And it's funny because out of all of these people, he's probably the, the least liberal. Not that he's conservative by any means. I'm just saying he's the least liberal. So it's funny that he's also the best dressed 
out of all of them. But uh, but yeah, like I said, certainly wouldn't put him in the top 93 people in the country. Certainly wouldn't put him in the top 93 people, most stylish people in the country, I should say. Um, I would just see him on the street and think, oh, that's a nice suit, whatever, you know? Um, but the reason why they're all there, the real reason why, they all th why they're all there is because they're Democrats. We all know that, right? You and I can figure that out, especially if, if we didn't see it before. Uh, I think it was pretty obvious when Donald Trump became president, a man who was married to a literal supermodel uh, be when he became president and she didn't make it on any magazine covers. This is a woman who, out of all of the first ladies, I think she is the most beautiful. Uh, certainly, Jackie Kennedy does not even compare to Melania Trump. I mean, Melania Trump is gorgeous, okay? And not only is she gorgeous, but she's extremely stylish. I mean, this is a woman, and that's tip, that's at this point what I'm really discussing right now. It's their style. Melania was classy, elegant, stylish, trendy. She was just, you know, the epitome of class and elegance. And she didn't dress frumpy. You know, for somebody who is the first lady of the United States, she found a way to keep it classy without dressing like a 90-year-old woman half the time. That's something uh, that Ayanna Presley could take a lesson from, right? Because uh, she looked pretty old in the other picture that I showed you. But, um, but yeah, like I said, guys, Melania Trump didn't make it on the cover of Vogue. But you know who did make it on the cover of Vogue, shockingly? That would be Dr. Jill Biden right here. Dr. Jill Biden, guys, another Democrat who is loved by the media world, loved by the pop culture world, despite being one of the trashiest dressers I've ever seen in a first lady. Um, of course, a Democrat, like I said, so not exactly surprising. Now, I have a point to get to in all of this, so hold on. I'm not just bashing people's style, uh, but it is, like I said... I'm not, I may not be an expert, but I'm not blind. So I can tell you right now that Jill Biden, uh, not a great dresser, certainly wouldn't have chosen her to be on Vogue if she weren't the president's wife. Now, And that's okay, by the way. That's okay. You want to put president's wives on the cover of Vogue? I get it. Even if they're frumpy and ugly, that's fine. But can we at least keep it consistent here? Because the one person you left out was a literal supermodel. And that becomes very clear when you take a look at this, at these two images, side-by-side -side images of how the past... Uh, two first, the past two first ladies dressed, right? You have Melania Trump on the left, who is wearing this. She's, I think that outfit is actually famous now. That's the, the outfit she wore to Trump's inauguration in 2016. It looked absolutely stunning. I remember seeing that picture and being like, I thought it was, I thought, I didn't even know it was like her at the time. I just glanced, I was like, I was like, ooh, I want that coat. It was like a dress coat or whatever. I remember seeing it, thinking she was a model. Um, and I, then I was like, oh, wait, that's Melania. But she looks stunning, obviously. And then we have Jill Biden on the right, who looks like she is wearing a dress from a sketchy Asian website uh, that she ordered in what she thought would be her size. But of course, since these are made in sketchy Asian sweatshops, actually came in a size that is not fit for a human body. Um, so yeah, so that that's what we have here. We have Jill Biden on the right, who, for whatever reason, is the media darling, uh, is the media darling, the pop culture darling, uh, right now. Despite the fact that she is the trashiest dresser, um, even if you're not first lady of the United States, don't dress that way. But especially if you're first lady of the United States and you have access to, you know, literally anything that you want, please don't dress that way. Uh, and, and I just want to go ahead and mention, too, that there were, there were stylists that refused to dress Melania. I think it was, was it Tommy Hilfiger that was the only one that actually stepped up and said, I'll dress Melania? Or maybe, she, maybe he refused, I don't know. There were a few designers that stepped up and dressed Melania, but in years prior, it was an honor. 
to style a first lady to uh, design something for them. So Jill Biden, who, as you can imagine, has access to all of the top designers simply because she's a Democrat, uh, still dresses horribly, right? And Melania, who was rejected by almost all of them, still found a way to not look like a slob. Uh, ever. I've never seen that woman look bad. Now, I don't live with her. I don't know what she looks like 90% of the time, but I would, I would be, you know, shocked to, to, to find out that she still didn't look fabulous even when she wasn't in the public eye, right? She just, she, she's just, that's her. That's how she is. Um, and yet she was ignored by Vogue. She was ignored by stylists. Uh, they always want to just prop up the left. The left, they want to prop up, and not only the left, but, the, but leftists, they're slobs for the most part, right? They're slobs for the most part. In fact, I want to also show you this Vogue cover right here that I think really drives that point home. Melania, I mean, uh, Kamala Harris made it on the cover of Vogue uh, not long ago, or it might have been a, a year or two ago. No, I guess a year ago. Uh, she looks awful. Who in the world would choose to wear that outfit on the cover of a magazine? If I were on the cover of a magazine and some and the stylist said, this is your outfit, and it was horrible, horrible and I looked terrible in it, I'd be like, I'm not wearing that. I'd rather be naked than wear this disgusting outfit. Um, which says a lot because I wouldn't want to pose nude either. But um, I'm just saying, she looks horrible. That is a horrible outfit. She is not stylish herself. We all know how Kamala dresses. Um, not exactly the best dresser. Not exactly, um, not exactly somebody that you would want to see on the cover of Vogue. And yet, and yet, guys, and yet, guys, those are the people. Those are the people that the left props up. They're mostly ugly not fashionable, bad dressers, slobs, uh, not great people either. Um, but those are the people that the media props up. Those are the people. Um, it's like nothing matters anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter. You could just wear a sweatshirt. I mean, a, a, a sweatshirt and you'll still win an election somehow. Win an election, looking at you, John Fetterman. But that's, that's where we're at. John Fetterman, Fetterman, a man who wears a hoodie almost 100, I think 100% of the time, I don't think I've ever seen him not wear that, is one of the most stylish people, one of the top 93 style, most stylish people in the country. Do they think we're all blind, is my question. Well, perhaps, guys, perhaps that's the case. But I don't believe that's the full extent of the answer. In fact, I have a much longer answer. The quick answer, the short answer that we all are all aware of is that they just choose Democrats over conservatives, that if you're conservative, you'll be blacklisted from the pop culture world, that if you're a Democrat, that they'll prop you up. It doesn't matter how much of a slob you dress, you dress like or, you know, how ugly you are. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at Michelle or I should say Michael Obama. Uh, he gets to parade around like a woman and pretend he's Barack Obama's wife. And uh, he was propped up constantly by the media as well. One of the ugliest and most manly looking women, because he's a man, that I've ever seen. Um, but look, guys, but look, it doesn't matter because the left never really, the left doesn't seem to care about beauty. They don't seem to care about being presentable. And look, I'm not saying that the outward appearance is all that matters, but it does count for something when you're in the, when you're, you know, supposed, we have certain standards for things, right? And what a lot of people miss time and time again, because they don't want to be superficial, right? Beauty does matter, okay? And I don't mean in the sense of like, oh, you need to be attractive. I mean like there is a truth. It comes down to truth and lies, okay? 
And what the left likes to do, and this applies, and I'm not just applying this to the way people dress or the way people look, this has to do with everything. It comes down to gender as well. It's about truth and lies. What the left likes to do is they like to distort your idea of truth, right? And they do that through various ways. They do that with gender, and they do it with beauty, and they do it when it comes to the body positivity movement, right? They want to distort truth. Why? Because the devil is the author of confusion. And the left is manifesting that through everything that they have control over, which is, of course, the pop culture, the fashion industry, um, the media industry. So what they are doing is they are distorting your idea of truth. Okay, it's not just about making Democrats, uh, propping Democrats up to make them look good and make conservatives look bad. Now, I will get to the rest of what I have to say about that in a moment because I have a lot to dive into uh, when it comes to distorting the distortion of the truth and how the left, the left is doing that a lot in this country. And I have plenty of examples of it if you don't understand what I mean exactly yet. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and read a quick message from one of our amazing sponsors, Field of Greens. Once upon a time in America, people lived on farms. You didn't have to tell them to eat vegetables and fruits to stay healthy. That's what they already ate. As Americans became more mobile, however, foods that wouldn't spoil became the new thing. The problem is processed and fast foods have fewer nutrients. And now guess what? We aren't as healthy. Shocking. Let me tell you what I take to help me stay healthy. That's Field of Greens. You guys know it and love it here at LFA. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. This is what I take to stay healthy. This is what all the LFA hosts uh, take to stay healthy. Um, you can lose a lot of weight off of it, too. It, it works wonders. I'm telling you guys, you're going to want this. Uh, so join me and take Field of Greens, too. To help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order and not just 15% off your first order, but another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders, guys. So visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA. Super easy to remember. It's the acronym for Live from America. LFA. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Field of Greens, promo code LFA. All right. So do, do they really think we are all blind or is there something else that they're getting at here? Is there something else? Is there another plan behind here that they're trying to get at when they start to prop up objectively slob-like people like Fetterman and try to tell us that they are the most stylish people in the country? Because it seems like we're being messed with here, right? It really does seem like the epitome of clown world. But that's because, as per usual, there's a much deeper uh, problem that we're dealing with here. And there's a much deeper, more sinister plan that the left has here, right? Um, and that is to cause more chaos, more confusion, to take away, take away our meaning of beauty, because beauty is ultimately truth. And I'll get into what I mean by that in just a moment. We're going to get a little philosophical on the show today. Uh, because I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while, and I just didn't know like how I was going to implement it with the news cycle. But now that I just saw Fetterman uh, be voted as, or I guess, anointed by the New York Times, which is the left's Bible, as the most one of the most stylish people in the country, I figured what a perfect opportunity to tackle the subject of beauty equaling truth, right? Uh, but before I do that, before I finish uh, my second part of that, I want to go ahead and read some of your comments because I'm really curious what you guys have to say. Um, Paul says, I'm not sure how deep it is. Maybe Anna will prove me wrong. Uh, well, you don't know what I'm going to say. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, once, once you guys hear what I'm going to say, you'll, you'll realize that this is a deeper problem because this isn't just about appearances. This isn't just about how people dress and whether or not the left puts them on the cover of Vogue. 
it's the whole messaging from the left about, you know, appearance, about looks, because when everything is beautiful, then nothing is beautiful, okay? And I'm going to show you examples of that you probably didn't think of, but it destroys Western civilization when, you know, we have, and when every aspect is basically crumbling because we've forgotten uh, the meaning of beauty, the meaning of truth, because beauty does equate to truth, and I'll explain that. Truth is the most important thing, right? Everybody wants to live their lives truthfully. Well, we're being lied to constantly by pop culture, constantly by the media. And so I'm going to get into why that's so, um, that's so bad for society. Um, Jumper794 says Fetterman is a total cyborg. Yeah. Much, uh, let's see. I'm going to go to the top. Bad Moon says, I wear a hoodie when I go grocery shopping with my duffel bag. Well, that's fine. I mean, I don't care what you wear to the grocery store, and I don't think anybody else does either. But I would think that, you know, if you're going to run for senator, that you would want to dress well. I mean, if I were running for senator, I would dress well all the time. Not, you know, you know, it's just what you do. You know, and there's a level on a, on a much more shallow level or just surface level, you just want to look presentable, right? It's a sign of respect to other people. You're telling your, when you dress in a hoodie all the time, you're telling the rest of the people that, you know, are potential voters, you're telling them, I don't give an F what you think about me. You're not even trying hard. It's like if you were to go on a date with a man that dressed really poorly, um, or even a woman, I, I guess, you would think this person doesn't care. This person isn't putting any effort in uh, so they don't really care. Why would I want to go on a date with somebody who doesn't put effort in on the first date? You know, first impressions matter. So, um, yeah. Or like even like if you've been in a relationship for a long time when people start to like get comfortable and they gain weight or they um, dress poorly, it's like it's a sign of almost disrespect to each other. It's saying, I don't really care what you think. Um, because you're going to stay with me no matter what, I think. That's my own theory on that. I think it's it's kind of disrespectful, right? You want to, you should want to look good for your significant other, you would think, right? Um, let's see. Dale Doc says, hi, and I miss you on the water cooler. Hi, Dale. I miss you, too, on the water cooler. Mocha Power, it says evil is ugly. Exactly, exactly. That's the point. Um, truth is beauty uh, and lies, which is the devil, is ugly, are ugly. Uh, so ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And I'll explain all of that in a moment. Uh, Let's go loose says Ayanna Presley is normally bald. So the fact that she's sporting her hair, LOL, says, wonder, says wonders. Yeah, she is. She has, I think she has alopecia or something. Um, which is like, I guess sad, but, um, but like, you know, why is she on the, why is she in this list of 93 most stylish people, right? Just because you're bald doesn't mean you're stylish, okay? Um, Fano Boss says 22, Fetterman's wife wears Gucci. Um, but you know what I will say? Uh, sometimes it could be trashy to wear too many designers, too many obvious designers, because then it's like, uh, it just looks not good. You know, I think um, that's probably an indication that she's actually a trashy dresser. Steve, nevertheless, says, Anna, you probably look better on your worst day than most on, on their best. 
Well, that's really sweet. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, I try. I mean, I have my days, but I definitely, like, if I have somewhere to go, I always do my makeup. Um, my hair is kind of easy to deal with because it's pretty straight naturally. It's kind of wavy, but I don't have to worry about, like, doing too much to my hair. So it's mostly just, like, if I'm going to be out of the house, I always try to, like, not look like a slob. Like, there are people who wear, like, ripped T-shirts. And, like, like I live in D.C., and... I mean, there's a lot of people work from home now. I think that's kind of ruined the way people dress. It's ruined, like, but that was all part of it. And that's, this is a perfect example of what I'm about to get into. COVID definitely aided in this whole, like, destruction of Western civilization. Western civilization equates to beauty, equates to, I mean, you look at the ancient Greeks and Romans and, you know, even Renaissance era art, and I'll show examples, but everything, like even the, the roads, the architecture, our architecture, everything was just absolutely beautiful. Well, our society, you know, Western civilization has, fa fall has fallen so far from that because we've, we've kind of uh, begun to let go of that. We, we no longer embrace beauty. We no longer embrace truth. And as we've let, slowly let go of truth, we've let go of beauty. And so that's why the two are correlated. Uh, and from various other reasons, I'll get into it in a moment. But um, let's see. Oh, if you guys haven't rumbled already, please go ahead and rumble this video. Let's see where we're at. We're at 181. Well, please go ahead and share it if you can with your friends, with your family, with everyone. Um, and please rumble this if you haven't already. Um, I mean, look, I think it's okay to dress down when you're in your when you're in your apartment or your house or whatever. Like, obviously, like you're not gonna wear like a three-piece suit while you're sitting on your couch watching TV, right? Or like a prom dress. Um, so, like, I'm not saying that, but just like if you're like I said, if if you're in a position where you're in the public eye a lot, you should probably invest in some clothes that don't make you look like a slob, John Fetterman. You know. Uh. Bad Moon says, my Chinese Walmart clothes are clashing with my Taiwan Kmart clothes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep, well, anyways, um, I support you in, well, I don't. You should buy American-made stuff. Um, better for our country, better for small businesses, but I get it. It's expensive. All right, so guys, um, I want to go ahead and get into the rest of this because it looks like I'm confusing some people and making others angry, not angry, but like, um, I don't know if you guys are necessarily understanding the importance of what I'm saying, which is fine, which is fine because I figured it would probably confuse some people to begin with. So, um, you know, what's really going on here is that the left likes to blur the lines of truth in society. We know that it's based on like everything that they do. It's about blurring the lines of truth, right? They do it with gender. Gender is a great example of that. They want us to believe that, um, that, of course, a woman can be a man, a man can be a woman simply by virtue of saying so, or perhaps even getting their genitals chopped off, chopped off. But still, even then, it doesn't make you the other gender, right? We all know that down to the very fiber of your being, you are whatever biological gender you were born as. But the left wants us to believe we're all amorphous blobs that have no, you know, no gender, no nothing. We can invent our own pronouns. We're basically not even human at this point. They want us to all be robots. 
So it's fair to say that these people almost enjoy, they want a society where we are living in chaos, where we are living in confusion. And, you know, as they say, the devil is the author of confusion. Now, the left is sort of doing the devil's work here on earth by implementing that confusion in a manifest through beauty, through aesthetics as well. And so when you see Democrats propping up other Democrats who are not stylish, okay, it fits in right, it fits in very well with their narrative. This is the same party that wants us to believe in body positivity because they don't just do it with fashion, right? They do it with every single aspect of aesthetics. Take, for example, the obese black singer Lizzo. You guys know Lizzo. I talk about her all the time. Um, she's obese and not healthy. And when you are healthy, uh, health equates to beauty typically. If you are at a healthy weight, if you are a healthy person, you're probably not going to have a ton of acne. You're probably not going to be overweight. If You're probably going to be you know, fit and you're going to have nice skin. Things that would equate to what biologically we as humans are meant to register as beautiful, right? So you look at somebody like Lizzo, and she is propped up constantly by the media. In fact, Paper Magazine, which is obviously leftist run, it is a leftist media outlet, literally did a whole feature article on her entitled Lizzo Celebrates Weight Gain. They are literally propping up the idea of gaining weight, the idea of uglying yourself, right? And the reason why this is so scary, obviously, is because um, is because that's dangerous. You shouldn't, shouldn't be encouraging people to be obese. You shouldn't be encouraging young women to be obese. That's dangerous. That is physically unhealthy and puts your life in danger. But the media glamorizes this. They, they glorify it. They glorify being obese. They tell you that it's body positivity and that you're wrong for looking at somebody like Lizzo and saying, yeah, I'm not attracted to that. You know, they'll call you fat phobic, especially if you're a man. And this is what grinds my gears so much. For whatever reason, women are allowed to have standards for men. We're allowed to sit here and say, oh, you have to make X amount of money. You have to be this tall. You have to be this way. You have to be this and that. And that's totally accepted in society, right? But then you have men who are like, yeah, I'd like my girlfriend or wife to be beautiful. I'd like my girlfriend or wife to be healthy. Oh, now you're fat phobic. Now you're shallow. That doesn't make any sense, right? It's interesting how it's a double standard there. But what they're doing to women, actually, in society at large, because beauty, you know, women are known for being the fairer sex, so it manifests oftentimes through women, and that's why they're destroying uh, the meaning of beauty in women first, in the elites are, I would say, society, the devil ultimately, right? They're destroying the meaning of beauty, guys. That's what's happening here, which means in, in turn they're destroying truth, and they're making the rest of society not understand what truth is. Nobody, not knowing the truth is a, is a danger to society. A society that can no longer recognize truth is dangerous. And so it is dangerous when we see uh, people who are not beautiful, who are not by, because what is beauty? Let's break that down. What is beauty? Well, it is, uh, it is objective, first of all. People will get upset at this, but beauty is not subjective. It is very much objective. And as I stated earlier, I gave some examples. They are indications of health of fertility, of um, things that would make you as, you know, biologically want to reproduce with that other person. And it extends beyond people, okay? I'm just bringing up people as an example because that is who it hurts the most. We are hurting ourselves when we don't recognize truth. And Lizzo wasn't the only example. We've been doing this for a long time, guys. I want to take, I want to show you this, this Sports Illustrated cover. Um, this quote model is obviously overweight and yet she is on the cover of Sports Illustrated, a magazine that uh, in the past has 
propped up, you know, athletic, thin looking women. Some, you know, sometimes they're athletic. Uh, I would say Sports Illustrated, I would say their models look very healthy to me. I'm, they're not like, because I'm not advertising, I'm not saying you should be stick thin, but that's, those are runway models. Usually the models on Sports Illustrated are healthy young women. This woman is clearly overweight. And you're told, we're told that we have to consider this beauty, right? Beautiful. We have to consider this woman beautiful. If you're not sexually attracted to an overweight woman, there is something wrong with you. If you as a woman don't want to look like this and you'd rather look healthier, there's something wrong with you. Similar, similar to what they did with Lizzo, except for they're actually propping up her weight gain in Paper Magazine. But it's the same concept, right? The message is still the same. It's like they're trying to brainwash you to believe that being unhealthy is beautiful because they want to distort our idea of truth. Exactly what they're doing when they tell us that people like um, John Fetterman, Ayanna Presley, and the rest of their ilk are the most stylish people. Ultimately, what they're doing is distorting the truth via our aesthetics, via, via our standard for aesthetics. Now, you might be thinking, well, who in the world, who in the world would think that this is health, that Lizzo is the image of health? or that this woman is the image of, of health and that she's a healthy weight. Who in the world, now I should say, she's not as fat as Lizzo, obviously, but she's still overweight, right? And uh, by the way, Jordan Peterson got in big trouble for pointing that out about that Sports Illustrated model, which was hilarious to me. But, uh, but point is, guys, you are not allowed to say that you are not sexually attracted to that. You are not allowed to say that you find that unhealthy, that you don't find that beautiful. Because again, what is beauty? Beauty is health, beauty is truth. Okay, and you might think to yourself, well, who would who in, in their right mind would actually sit there and genuinely tell you and genuinely believe that that is beauty, that that is the kind of person that they want to be with, that they find that attractive, um, that they find people who are overweight attractive. Well, guys, uh, you'd be surprised how far we've fallen and how easily we've fallen when it comes to beauty, how easily brainwashed we are when it comes to beauty. For an example, I want to show you this. Take a look at this. I think art is a perfect example of exactly where we are in society. On the left, you have the, the, the Sistine Chapel, which Michael, Michelangelo painted in the early 1500s. And on the right, you have a, a piece of, quote, art that was sold at Art Basel a few years ago, uh, made by an Italian artist where he literally just taped a banana to a wall and sold it for $120,000. So for, however, for whatever reason, both of these pieces are considered art. The one on the left, however, was done in the 1500s. The one on the right was made a couple years ago. So that is how far we've fallen. Our distortion the, the left has so successfully distorted our idea of beauty that we actually think a banana taped to a wall is worth a hundred and twenty thousand dollars how embarrassing and that happened like i said recently that that was just between the year of the early 1500s to you know a few years ago how far we've fallen guys not not a lot of time if you think about it just a a few hundred years so if you think for a moment that you know that this is not possible, that the left will never successfully brainwash us to think that Lizzo is beautiful and that we should all start sleeping with fat people and pass on, you know, lazy genes, I guess, or our defects, I guess, if some of them have genetic defects, then you're completely off on this because the reality is it is dangerous. Without, have, without truth, we are in danger as a society. And not because we're going to start buying uh, bananas taped to a wall for $120,000, but because it'll cause us to do things that are bad for society in general. We will no longer 
uh, try to stay fit or healthy. The elites will take over because we don't care about that. They already are. Because we're weak, we're physically weak and mentally weak society. You're allowed to have standards, guys. You're allowed to, and men, specifically men, you're allowed to have standards in women. You don't have to, when it comes to women, you don't have to listen to the media world. You don't have to find Jill Biden's uh, wardrobe stylish. You don't have to find Lizzo attractive, okay? It's all a lie. We're being lied to. They're trying to distort truth because truth ultimately is beauty. Beauty is health and a, and a successful, happy, well-off society. And that's why beauty is important. And it's not me being superficial. It's just a reality because it manifests in so many different ways. When we forget what beauty is, we forget what truth is. And when everything is beautiful, nothing is beautiful. And by the way, this extends um, to a lot of different things. People, what this comes down to is that it means that this all indicates that beauty is indeed objective. It is not subjective. And I said that earlier and I want to bring up an example. Um, everybody has a type, right? Like when you're, when you think of somebody who you believe is attractive, everybody has a type. Maybe your type is redheads, right? Maybe your type is, are you like blondes, right? Uh, if you saw, let's say your type is a redhead or redheads, right? But you see a beautiful blonde woman who has great proportions from an aesthetic perspective, uh, is just, you know, has a beautiful face, whatever she walks by, you're not going to be like, oh, she's ugly, right? You can recognize attractive features in everyone just because it's not your type doesn't mean you can't, you're not blind, right? Or maybe you are blind, but if you're not blind, then you can still recognize attractive features. It just may not be your exact type, right? Because people always like to make it sound like beauty is subjective and it's not because the reality is, because they like to bring up the example, well, everybody to each their own, no, not to each their own. That's not a thing. Because we're, as human beings, we're built to recognize beauty and to, to have an objective idea of what beauty is and what beauty isn't. Now, there are like, you know, small percentage of people out there that have weird fetishes. Like, for example, if you are one of those weird guys that wants to date an obese woman because you want to like watch her eat, there's shows on TLC about that where they call them the feeder and the feedy. You feed her uh, and that's like a sexual thing for them. There are people who are mentally ill that are into to crap like that, okay? I'm not saying it, that doesn't exist. But for the most part, people can recognize beauty objectively. Beauty is objective. If you're not mentally ill, beauty is objective, okay? Uh, there are features, there are things in, in life that are just straight up beautiful and there are things that are just straight up ugly and we are meant to see it that way. And the left is trying to distort us to think differently because once they can control the way that we view the world, they can con they can con they can basically you know, confuse us when it comes to everything. And the devil is the author of confusion. So that's why this is so detrimental if we continue to, you know, fall in line with whatever the left says, right? Um, and back to what I was saying too, like if you, you know, I want to continue on with the analogy I was, I was talking about. If, if you have a type, right? And like you can recognize that somebody else is attractive without it being your type, okay? Similarly, similarly, or I should say conversely, um, not similarly, conversely, a deformity is not a type. So you cannot be into somebody with three arms, okay? I've never heard of anybody come up to me and be like, oh yeah, I'm into girls who are like, you know, they have three legs. I'm into girls with, with uh, really big ears, right? Um, not that that's a bad thing. Like if you have big ears, you have big ears, whatever. But nobody says that those are, that's their type, right? Because it's a genetic deformity. You are not trained. You are not biologically conditioned to... Um, or inclined, I should say, to find those features attractive because beauty is objective. It's not subjective, okay? Yes, you can have a type. Yes, you can like certain traits, 
but under the umbrella, like you, if you, if you say your type is are, are tall blondes, right? There are beautiful women under that category. Similarly, if you say your type is uh, black women, there are beautiful women under that category. If you like Latinas, there are beautiful women under that category. If you like white women, there are beautiful women under that category. All right. You're allowed to say that and you're allowed to, um, but my point, that wasn't even the point I was making. The point is, um, that beauty is indeed objective. Okay. It doesn't matter how you, you, um, how you slice it. It's just the truth. And when something is truth, you can almost be it's almost a guarantee that the left will try and attack it because the left doesn't want you to have a truth. They don't truth. They don't want you to have a standard. And that extends to a biblical principle as well. You know, anything that is, is beautiful, anything that is truthful, um, typically that correlates to beauty, right? And anything that is, you know, someone in the chat said evil is ugly. That's true but they want to distort everything. I'm not saying Lizzo's evil. She's just fat. Okay. Uh, but they want you to be overweight. They want you to eat yourself to death. They want you to feel miserable about yourself. They want you to engage in self, you know, harming behaviors, uh, because the left is not looking out for you ultimately. And so that's what this all comes down to. I don't know if you guys really, I don't know if I explained it well, but, um, but it definitely is a lot to think about. And, you know, it, I know probably a lot of people are going to get angry when I say that, that uh, beauty is objective, not subjective, but it's true. It's true. And it's, it's meant to destroy you. They want you to want to marry women like Lizzo, or they want you to, to force you into it. They want to indoctrinate you enough to think that that's beauty. They want you to, and they want to indoctrinate you. I mean, we're living in clown world when Vogue won't put a literal supermodel on their cover because she's Donald Trump's wife. I mean, what more of a distorted reality could we be living in? It's not a reality at all, really. But that is what the left has done to us, because ultimately their goal here is to distort truth. Uh, we live in a world where Fetterman is apparently the most stylish person in the country. Once again, what's going on here? Well, what's going on here is they want to distort your idea of truth. You know, truth is beauty. Um, and it ultimately correlates because when everything is beautiful, if they want you to see Lizzo as beautiful, then suddenly everything's beautiful, right? Because if Lizzo's beautiful, then anyone, that's why when they say like, oh, all women are beautiful, everything's beautiful. That's not true. And it's unrealistic. Um, and, and it's wrong to, to say, because I'm sitting here saying this, I'm not saying that beauty means everything, right? Our outward beauty. Um, but it is wrong to lie to people because when you say that, Lizzo's beautiful. You're lying to society. You're lying to other women who are 500 pounds. And then they become brainwashed and they become complacent and they think, oh, I'm going to stay 500 pounds forever. Then they stay 500 pounds forever. Nobody wants to marry them because they're obese. They're also getting older as time goes on. Then they continue to eat themselves to death because they're so depressed and alone. And then they never have kids. And then they never get married, right? And so that is the cycle. The left wants you to end up unhappy. And so these are lies that they're telling you. They don't want you to be successful in life because success in life means less control for the elites. Okay. It's all a lie. Everything is a lie. And you know, if anybody who tells you to be a lesser version of yourself just wants you to fail in life. If anybody tells you, if you tell somebody, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym because I want to get in shape. And somebody says, Oh, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Like you're perfectly fine on your own. Uh, they're not your real friend because chances are 
you probably do know to need to go to the gym. Now, obviously, if you're anorexic and you're on your deathbed, don't do that. I'm not saying that. But if you, you know, just want to get in shape or maybe you're really skinny and you want to uh, gain some muscle and you say that to your friend and they say, oh, that's too much work or you don't want to do that. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Better yourself, okay? Better yourself. That's what God wants for us, ultimately. He wants us to be the best versions of ourselves, but we can only get there if we are truthful with ourselves, if we are honest. And I would never tell my daughter, if I had a daughter that was as fat as Lizzo, if she got, I, first of all, I would put her on a diet immediately, and I would get her into sports immediately, but I, would, I wouldn't lie to her and say, that's beautiful that you're fat. It's not. Whenever, I remember when I was going through puberty, my mom was like, hey, you should stop eating so much because I was like obviously growing. And I, was like, and I was also a ballet dancer. And she was like, you should stop eating so much. You're gonna get fat. And she was right. If I didn't stop eating, I would have gotten fat, okay? And you know, it's just, it's just an objective truth. And we have to be honest with each other because that's the only way we're going to help each other and protect ourselves as a society. Beauty does matter is an indication of health and truth and ultimately godliness. And you know, do we want to be living you know, under the left's lies about like, all the time? No, it, 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 it's not about being superficial at all. It has nothing to do with that. It's just about bettering yourself and wanting what's best for yourself rather than buying into the devil's lies about complacency. Don't be complacent. Always look to better yourself. And all this, this messaging tells you to be complacent, to never try, to be a lazy loser, okay, who just looks terrible all the time. And because when everything's beautiful, nothing is beautiful. Look how far we've fallen when it, com when it, it, when it comes to art. I showed you guys that those pictures, the, the side by side there. It, it, it could not be clearer where we're at in society. And we have to be vigilant because it's so clear what the messaging is. But ultimately, it's, you know, younger people that will fall for this. All right, guys. So um, I know I went on a tangent. and I, I feel like I had something else I wanted to get to. Uh, James Henry VIII says, Anne, I love when you say you're fat phobic, own that truth. Okay, well, I never said I'm fat phobic. Did I say that? Maybe I did. But um, look, it's just, it's a reality. And, you know, if you're fat, I'm not saying like kill yourself. That's what the left makes it sounds like, that sound like, like they do this with everyone. If you're not for the BLM movement, then you hate black people. If you're not for the body positivity movement, then you hate fat people. No, no, I want to help you. I want to help people. I want to tell them the truth, okay? I don't want to sit here and lie to them and tell them that being 500 pounds is beautiful. Nobody finds that beautiful, okay? You're gonna be alone forever. You're never gonna have kids. You're never gonna get married, okay? Uh, I'm trying to say things that are, are true. I'm trying to be honest. And I hate when people, nice is different than good is what the probably the best lesson you can learn in life. Because just because somebody is nice to you doesn't mean they are good to you. Being a good person, it requires you being honest. And being honest doesn't, um, isn't always the nice thing to do, right? Sometimes it hurts. The truth hurts, as they say. Uh, Lizzo knows that better than anyone else, which is kind of ironic. I think her, she has a song called uh, Truth Hurts. So that's, I always thought that was really funny. So Lizzo, truth hurts, but you're obese and you should lose weight or else you're going to die. And you might be okay with being alone forever now, but you know, one day you're gonna wake up, be 60 years old, have no children, no grandchildren on the way, and you're just gonna be like, shit, my life sucks.
And I don't want that to happen to her. And I don't want that to happen to you. And I don't want that to happen to my kids or me or whatever. Uh, I don't want that to happen to anyone. I don't wish ill upon anyone. But the devil does and the left does. And those are the two people that are operating against us right now in Western civilization. And that is why we have fallen so far, you know, over time. Because, of course, with the absence of God, which we've completely, you know, kicked out of our lives, uh, comes the absence of truth. And in comes the devil with its with his lies, and in comes lies, in, with, which is of course coming through the left. So there you have it, guys. Beauty equals truth. Truth equals wisdom. And God, godliness. All right, guys. So I feel like I'm missing someone. I'm missing something. I had something, but I'm just gonna keep um, going on a tangent. So. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, you can hear a message from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute, um, and I will be right back. I feel like I swear I'm missing a point I wanted to bring up. Anyways, uh, I have a minute to think about it while the commercial goes on, so I'll be back in just a moment, guys, and I will be there to read your comments. I'm really curious to see what you have to say. I hope not too many people are angry at me, although I don't really care, because it's the truth. I'll be back in a moment. friends, Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. And welcome back to Wrong Think, everyone. Okay, so I was reading through some of the comments in the chat, and I really want to highlight one that Steve nevertheless said, because I think this is basically summarizes it. Anna, even an ugly truth is beautiful. That's absolutely true. I would rather someone tell me the truth about, you know, whatever, like if I were 500 pounds, I would welcome the truth. And there have been times when, you know, everybody, we're human, right? There have been times where we don't look our best or we don't feel our best, but you know, you get up, you dust yourself off and you better yourself because the best way to, you know, succeed in life is to constantly be trying to better yourself. And the left demonizes this approach to life. They, they don't want you to be successful. So the dominant narrative is such that uh, you should just accept yourself for who you are. Now, that's true to an extent. I'm not saying that you should constantly feel down on yourself and want to kill yourself or be suicidal. Um, but the best cure to that is to look for ways to better yourself. Like, you know, maybe, and it, it's not even just about your appearance. Like, if you don't have the best job in the world, maybe figure out a way to, you know, make multiple streams of income or, or you know, make more money that way or just, like, find ways to better yourself in different areas. But the left because they want you to fail, because they're looking for you to fail, they don't encourage you to better yourself. They don't encourage you to work hard in whatever it is that you want to succeed at. They don't encourage you to look your best, right? Um, because ultimately those are signals that are going to help you find a mate and they're going to help you reproduce in life, which naturally is the goal we have as human beings, uh, as we're, what we're biologically inclined to do. Um, and you're 
you know, you're inclined to look for healthy uh, things in other people and also to, you know, it, it just, it's just obvious to me. And I, I don't understand how, you know, other people find it offensive. 22 America First says, that's what makes Anna's show great. She doesn't hold back. Dale Doc says, I wish I was thinner, but hasn't happened yet. LOL. Well, Dale, that's fully in your, uh, in your control. Um, but I don't, I'm sure you're just fine. I just, you know, that's, let's see what is. Who's, who's angry? I heard just hurt. So 2020. Fano Boss says, Anna is at the forefront of societal revolution. Rocket. Thank you, Fano Boss. <laughs> Tone Man 512 says, about time someone called Lizzo fat. Yeah, it's funny. I used to do segments like this at RAV all the time. And everybody was like, oh, that's so mean. You can't. I had to tiptoe around everything. I'm like, I just want to freaking say it. Can I just say it? It is what it is. It's not mean. It's just the, the truth. Who was angry? I, someone was angry in the chat earlier. I can't even, can't find it. Twenty two twenty twenty Ram Man says Anna, you rock. Thank you. Um, Marilyn says everybody's body changes with events and with age, but there is a difference between age and what the left is promoting with Lizzo. Yeah, Marilyn, you're absolutely right, and I want to be clear about that. Nobody's asking anybody to be a supermodel here. It's funny because both men and women don't want you to be like any sort of extreme. We're just looking for health, right? And that looks different depending on where you're at. Like, for example, if like you're 50 years old or and above, um, or like 70 years old, your spine compresses. So nobody's looking for you to be a supermodel. Please just stay healthy and stay alive. And that means, you know, being at whatever a healthy weight is for your age, not doing anything crazy, right? But even when you're young of like reproductive age, no woman looks at a man and says, yep, you better be a bodybuilder. And no man, I've never encountered a man in my life, in my entire life, who has ever made me feel bad about my appearance ever. It's always been, if, if I ever felt that way, it was, you know, from other women. But men, they're not typically like these, you know, the, the way society makes men out to be, it's like they're these horrible people that are constantly oppressing women when it comes to their looks. You know who runs the fashion industry? Who who uh, basically perpetuated all this anorexia problem throughout the early 2000s and late 90s, it was run by gay men and women. You think straight men were deciding that? You think straight men seriously would have set that standard? I don't know a single straight man that has said, oh yeah, well, if she's not anorexic, then she's not for me. If anything, I've heard much, very much the opposite from men. So typically, generally speaking, human beings are looking for health. And so nobody's looking for any sort of extreme. And I think that's where people become really unreasonable. Like, it's like there are some people that can't reason. Like, I don't understand. We're told that like, if you tell a, a woman, if you tell a young woman that she needs to be healthy or that she should go to the gym, that immediately what that, what that um, how she interprets it as is that she needs to be anorexic and then therefore she's gonna die of anorexia if you tell her anything. No, people are more reasonable than that. You know, I was a ballet dancer for many, many years uh, when I was young. I think I started when I was like three. And I mean, I, I naturally have big boobs, which was a bit of an inconvenience. Um, I certainly didn't naturally have 
uh, a normal body type for that because I always had bigger boobs. Um, but, you know, when I was a dancer, like I stayed in shape without being anorexic. You know, it's possible and, and be reasonable, like be freaking reasonable about it. And, and you, it, you don't have to fall victim to all of these lies. Just be a normal, healthy person. Right. Um, and yeah, life happens. Shit happens. People have kids. Right. Women get pregnant. It, women more than anybody else. You know, we go through a lot of changes due to hormones and pregnancy and stuff like that. But, you know, it's also a myth that, you know, this the whole like mom body from the left where you have a baby and you just can never bounce back into shape. That's not true. That's not true. That's a lie that the left tells you so that you won't even attempt to get back into shape. You know, it, it's I mean, obviously, like cut people some slack. They had a baby like, you know, you don't, shouldn't be like putting so much pressure on them. I understand that. But like it's also fair. It, it's also you need to be you know, truthful with yourself so that you're not falling into this lie that the left wants you to fall into so that you don't stay that way forever, right? Like they want you to, they don't want you to be successful or happy or beautiful or anything of the above. Um, Amanda Collins says, Amanda, Anna is right. Why tiptoe around the truth when leftists uh, slap us up the face with lies every day. Exactly, Amanda. <laughs> Bad one says, isn't ballet dangerous with big boobs? Okay, well, my boobs weren't that big. Um, Victoria says, I hate having big boobs. I want my little ones back. Um, I mean, you, you just, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, Mary5550 says, fat people die young also. Exactly, Mary, that's true. But that's the problem, is like they want you to die. They're not looking out for your health, right? Paul says the chat is rowdy today. Yeah, I'll have to go back and, well, I can't actually read it later. All right, guys, so um, I would go on and read more, but um, I'm running out of time. Damn, I wish I had two hours sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I'm glad it's one hour, uh, but then other times I'm like, oh, two hours would be nice. Because I underestimate how much I can talk, especially about a topic like this. Um, wait, Mary, why were you angry? You were angry, Mary? Someone said Mary is angry. Um, anyway, um, Dale Doc says... You keep doing what you're doing, Anna. You're doing fine. Um, oh, Pop Teeny Night. When you have to size up in shirts to accommodate them, then it's a then it's big at the bottom. Yes, big boobs are a menace. Um, yeah, what I usually do is I just get it uh, tailored. Like if I, I always like it's always bigger on my waist. That's always been a, a problem for me. Um, so I just get it like taken in. And um, what's another tip I have? Just get like custom made dresses. Like one, when I went to Mar-a-Lago um, in May, I had to go to that, I had to go, uh, no, it was, so much, it was really fun, to the 2000 Mules event and I needed a new gown and I needed it last minute because I waited till you know last minute and I didn't know what to do. And I was like calling my mom, I was like, what do I do? Like, it's not so easy to just take it in. Like they need to fix the top area. Um, and I don't know why, I'm such an idiot. I just like got carried away, I was really busy. And so then I had to go get a dress last minute and it just, I mean, my boobs are really popping out of that dress. And if it weren't Mar-a-Lago, I would have been embarrassed, but it was Mar-a-Lago. I was like, I don't think Trump's gonna be too angry at this. But um, but yeah, it's definitely a pain. When you're getting like ball gowns and stuff like that, it's it's a pain. Anything else, it's not a big deal. It's just like gowns, I, I find. Um, 
Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna stop. Uh, I'm gonna stop here because I could go on forever. And this is just getting embarrassing because I'm talking about my boobs. Uh, but I didn't mean for it to be a big thing. I was just mentioning it casually so that you... Uh, God, my nose, I swear I'm not picking it. It's just really, like, runny. and um, Or it's itchy, I mean. And um, I didn't have any, like, clips to play over it, so I couldn't scratch my nose. All right, guys. So anyway, uh, Paul goes, that's how you earned your Trump kiss. Yeah, it is. It is, actually. No, that was the day before. We went to Mar-a-Lago the day before for lunch, and that's when we kissed, Trump and I. Well, we didn't act. He just kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was the best day of my life. It felt like a dream. So, uh, yeah. What is going on? Who's fighting in, in the chat? What is going on? Guys, guys, don't fight. What's going on? John Smith goes, that nose is being ungovernable. Well, I guess that's, anyways, okay. I, I forget that I'm on camera sometimes. Like, I forget that I'm doing a live podcast and I just start to say whatever out loud. Okay, guys, so anyway, I want to go on and play one last thing. I, I, should I even do it? I have one last clip to show you. This was really funny. Um, this is more just to like end it on a funny note. This girl, uh, this girl, so she, I guess, is a nurse for different people at different homes, like a caretaker type person. And she, uh, she, when she reads other people's mails, she re mail for them, she reads like their utility bills. And she's black, and she, I guess, thinks that utility bills are racist. Apparently, that's a, that's something she's found. Obviously, it's it's uh, not true because how can utility bills be racist? But this is this crazy girl's um, take on this. Take a look at this last clip. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a racist. But it's just some things that I pay attention to very, very carefully that just rubs my skin the wrong fucking way, okay? Okay, so I'm at my patient house. And mind you, I've been to a lot of, you know, white, you know, people's houses to take care of them, right? And every time I check their mail and, you know, they open their bills, like their utility bill payments or house payments or whatever, it's always very, very cheap. Like their power bill would be like thirty to two hundred dollars, and all the rest of their utilities would be even like cheap, like cheaper and stuff. But this what gets me: they stay in these big mansion houses. They always have their lights on. Their power bill is cheap. Like every utility bill is cheap, and I'm like, I stay in a little ass two bedroom apartment, and my utilities are like almost up to five hundred dollars every month literally i'm like <sighs> it's like i don't want to pull the race car but i just noticed i have been noticing this pattern with every like white person house that i didn't came to like their bills are like cheaper but in the black community our bills are like so high like does anybody else not notice this? Like, am I tweaking? 
All right, so there you have it. Electricity is racist. And I think the best part about that TikTok is that she's obviously doing it on the job. Like, you know she's in a white woman's house as we speak, and she is whispering so that she doesn't, she's not heard, nobody hears her, uh, so she can complain about white people and their racist utility bills. I mean, this seriously is clown world. Uh, somebody in the chat actually said, um, let's see, uh, oh, yeah, she was, they were like saying shouldn't she be doing her job not dancing on tiktok or not tiktoking yeah and it's so funny i feel like nurses do that all the time like we saw during the pandemic the pandemic that nurses were dancing on tiktok it's like i thought you were overwhelmed with covid patients very interesting uh is it just is it just me or do these nurses like never work now i'm not saying all nurses like obviously their nurses work really really hard but i just felt like uh that was funny like can you not do that while you're working. Like, imagine if I did that while I was, well, luckily my job allows me to just say whatever I want in front of the camera. So I would uh, say whatever I wanted, but that's a different thing. Anyways, guys, all right. So I should probably stop now. It's already 2.14. So I went pretty uh, far over. Uh, but thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate you being here. And I know it was a more controversial topic. Nobody likes to uh, talk about fat people for some reason, but luckily I don't mind it. I don't mind the controversy. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. A little different, more philosophical. Uh, I was a little, I don't know why, I had a hard time spitting out some of my thoughts uh, towards the end. But thank you guys. Really appreciate you um, watching. And please go ahead and rumble on your way out if you haven't already. Would really, really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, and watch Jeremy Show at 5. Don't forget to catch up on the other LFA host shows and make sure you rumble their videos as well. And I will see you tomorrow uh, back here at 1 p.m. for Wrong Think. Oh, and just a reminder, this show will start airing at 3 p.m. Eastern Time starting in January. But for the rest of the month, it's going to be at 1. So I'll see you back here at 1 tomorrow. Have a great day.